It's nice to be back at Derby City Church, being away the past couple of weeks. Me and Maddie, we went to Limitless as well with the young people, had a blast, loved it, enjoyed the water fight for sure. Um, but, you know, God really met with those guys. 454 young people gave their life to Jesus that week. Young people filled with the Spirit of God speaking out in tongues for the first time that week. Some of our very own young people. And um, God was doing something. And um, why, was, why was God meeting with those young people, and particularly our group as well? It's because before they went, um, we asked a number of you guys to pray for each one of those young, young people individually. And prayer is powerful. Um, prayer does something. Prayer works. <laughs> um, it doesn't often work out the way we want to at times. And it might not change the situation that we're going through, but it changes something within us. But your prayers for our young people that week, it changed them. And uh, God met with them powerfully and... Um, yeah, it's exciting to see that generation um, move forward together and do life together and explore more what the Christian faith is all about. So keep praying for, for those young guys. Um, they're an amazing group of people. Rachel's doing a fantastic job along with the youth team. Uh, keep praying. I want to talk about that today. Keep praying. We cannot stop praying. We cannot stop speaking to God. A praying church is an unstoppable church. A praying church um, is a growing church. Why have we grown over the past couple of years? It's because we've kept praying. Throughout lockdown, when we were in a crisis, we carried on praying. We never gave up praying. And prayer is powerful. And, um, you know, over the past few weeks, I think my last sermon, I was speaking about how to hear from God. But you need to know that God wants to hear from you. Um, God really wants to hear from you. Um, prayer's a funny thing, isn't it? Because like, when you pray in meetings as well, and sometimes we hear other prayers, and you think, oh, I can't follow that prayer. That was, that was a really good one, that. You know, <laughs> don't know how I can follow that one. We can't, sometimes we can't get caught up in that. God wants to hear from you, and he wants everything from you, and he wants to do something in you. And when, when we pray, he prays. You know, you're joining together as one. It was funny when I was growing up with um, my family, family dinner times. Oh, man. Mum and dad, my sister. And mum and dad was always pick on one of us. Right, it's your turn to pray. And all our prayer, mine and my sister's prayer um, was the same thing. And we were more concerned about the food that was in front of us rather than the one who was blessing us. So, like, every prayer went like this. Dear Lord Jesus, help me with this food. Amen. You know, <laughs> we just went straight into it, you know. Um, and whatever your prayer life looks like this morning you might you know we tend to pray when things seem to not be going our way more don't we when when life is going good like I remember going growing up and like exams are coming I'm going to pray every single day God give me the answers <laughs> think give me the answers um but like when we're facing trouble when we're in a crisis we tend to pray more in those times and we tend to pray more you know when life is good <laughs> you know sometimes and prayer's got to be our number one um we can't always resort to prayer as our last thing. Prayer has got to be our number one. 
You know, the greatest commandment, Jesus says, um, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So if we are to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, that means we've got to pray with all our heart. We've got to pray with all our mind, with all our strength, with everything that we are going through. We've got to give our all for him. And it's got to, our prayer life has got to overflow from the love that we have for God. And this morning, I just want to get into, um, into this thing of prayer. And I want to encourage you to pray and pray with confidence. Pray with confidence. Um, I want to encourage the church to keep on longing for more of God, to keep on having a, a desire for who he is, um, because God wants to do something in you, and he wants to use you for his kingdom. He wants to use you for his purpose, for his plan. And uh, let me read a few verses from Hebrews this morning. Um, Hebrews 4, from verse 12. Some of you have heard these verses many times. Um, some of you might be hearing it for the first time. And the author says these, uh, these words from verse 12. For the word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Key verse for us today. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Pray with confidence. See, we hear messages about how we should speak confidently for Christ out there in the world, in our workplace, in our schools, in our universities. We need to be confident in the faith we have. This is true. This is so important to speak about. But if we cannot approach God with confidence in our prayer life, then we're going to struggle to live confidently for him out there in the world. The more confidence we have in our conversations with God, the more confidence we will have in demonstrating who he is to the people around us. See, the author of Hebrews uses this word boldly or, or, or confidence, and that and that is translated as parhesia, I think that's right, which simply means to say, to speak everything, to, to speak out everything that you are feeling, what you are thinking, speaking without fear to God. You can come to him just as you are and talk to him. Prayer is simply a conversation with God. It's, it's just talking to him. It's, you, there's no special way how you have to pray. It's just talking to him like I'm talking to you, like you talk to me. It's just having a conversation. We've got to pray with him. We've got to pray to him with confidence, knowing that he is there, knowing that he has got a plan, knowing that he is in control. But you might be thinking, how can I approach 
God with confidence when I'm not really confident in who I am right now. I'm in despair, I'm hurting, I feel broken, I'm lost, I'm confused. How can I pray when I don't even have confidence in me? My, pa- my passions have gone, I have no desire for anything. But I want to say to you this morning, firstly, you can pray with confidence because God sees it all. God sees you. God actually sees you. See, verse 13, nothing, nothing is hidden from God. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. We cannot hide from God. You cannot hide from him. God sees. God sees it all. He knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows about your past. He knows everything about your history. He knows about your present, and he knows about your future. God sees you. God really knows you. He knows more about, knows more about you than you know about you. That's how much God knows you. He created you. He designed you. He knows everything that you're going through. He knows every single battle that you're going through. He knows all the details. He knows all your thoughts. God sees it all, and God really knows you, and he wants to do something through you. He knows the hurt. He knows your thoughts. He knows all about it before you even say it. David says to the Lord in Psalm 139, even before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it. See, you might be trying to hide something today. An addiction, anger, jealousy, frustration. There are moments in life when we try to hide something. I'm 18 years old. First night out. Oh, dear. And I'm out there till 5 o'clock in the morning, out in Uddersfield, not far from Jewsbury where I grew up, and I'm trying to sneak in the house, thinking my mum and dad are still in bed. We're already up for work, I couldn't believe it. I was like busted. Um, but I was trying to hide. I was trying to hide from, my, from what was going on in the night, and I knew the, conf- the co- conversation was coming. I had to get up in three hours for college. That wasn't good. Um, but it was, I knew a conversation was coming, and I wasn't going into that conversation confidently because I knew one dad was going to absolutely lay into me. Um, but I wasn't feeling confident. But when we, when we have a relationship with God... It doesn't matter what you've done. You know, you can feel really awful. But we don't have a God who is hot-tempered and wants to punish you. We have a gracious God who wants to help us. And he wants you to just come to him just as you are, just with everything that you are carrying. God sees you. God sees it all. And he knows you. He really knows you. And he watches over you. And I want to encourage you to talk to him openly, freely, with everything that is going inside you, with, with everything that you are carrying, with whatever you have caused. And know this, that he is a gracious God. He is a gracious God who wants to help us. Come boldly and receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. See, understanding that God watches over us helps us to pray with confidence that he is with us through it all. That he is with us. He is the God. He is Emmanuel, God with us. In the Bible, there's a guy called Jonah. You might have heard about him. Um, And God called Jonah to go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against their wickedness. What did Jonah do? He got up and literally traveled in the opposite direction. Nineveh's over here, and then he headed to Tarshish in Spain, which was literally over there. He ran away. He was trying to hide from God. And um, I totally get Jonah. You know, 
if God's asked me to go and preach to a, a city that is completely wicked and like doing all kinds of stuff, I'll probably be following Jonah on the boat to, towards Spain. Um, and we can sometimes struggle to see that God is with us when life looks a bit chaotic, when it looks scary, when it looks like a mess, when it looks like it's all falling apart, like, God, are you really with me? But the truth remains, God is with you. And I urge you to pray with confidence, with assurance that whatever you are facing, whatever you are up against, whatever seems impossible in front of you, God is with you. That does not change. God is present. And Jonah thought he could get away from the presence of God. He thought he could run away. He thought he could hide. Even when he was asleep on the boat, there was a big storm which was caused by God. And Jonah got to the point, well, I'm not really bothered about my life. Just chuck me overboard. Chuck me overboard. That will calm it down for you. Calm the seas. Then God provided a fish for him to be inside for a good three days. Why did that happen? Why does God allow storms to happen in our life? Why does God allow something so huge to swallow you up, to make you feel so small? See, God may just allow storms in our life to happen in order to wake us up a little bit, to help us see something. He wants us to realize that we are not alone, that, that our lives are not worthless, that we we are going to be used for his will and not our own. God may just cause a storm in our life to rock our complacency. See, understanding that God watches over us helps us to pray with confidence that he is with us, which means that we don't have to face the challenges. We don't have to face, have the weaknesses and carry the weaknesses all by ourselves. You are not alone. See, the author of Hebrews writes just before in verse 13 how the word judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. See, if we take how John refers to the word being Jesus the word becoming flesh. That means Jesus knows every intention of my heart. He knows how flawed I am. And so I need help. I need forgiveness. I need carrying because I do have weaknesses. We all need a helper because like Jonah and many more people in the Bible, we are weak. We can get weighed down with the pressures and stresses of life. We get weighed down by thinking we can handle it all by ourselves. We get weighed down by our weaknesses and we want to try and cover our weaknesses as up. But the problem is, if we start to cover them up, then we begin to cover up the strength that we need. Stop covering up your failures. Bring your fails to him. Bring your addictions to him. Pray with confidence looks like asking for help. The Apostle Paul got this. I am going to boast about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. We've got to come to him just as we are and speak honestly and openly to him. You might not want to tell everybody else. There's things you don't need to tell everybody, but God sees it all. Nothing is hidden from him. So you can speak openly and honestly to him. And as we do that, something begins to shift in us. You know, our weaknesses it is a transformation by bringing strength, supernatural strength, strength that we didn't even know we had within us, and that comes from him and him alone. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So I urge you this morning, pray with confidence, knowing that God sees it all, he knows it all, and he wants to do something with you. He wants to lift you up from the pit. He wants to strengthen you like, no, like never before. 
God is with you. That does not change. And he wants to carry you and help you and go on the journey of life with you. Pray with confidence. Nothing is hidden from God. God sees it all. Secondly, Jesus is the way. Jesus understands. Jesus gets it. Verse 15, he was tempted in every way, just as we are, yet what? Yet was without sin. See, this verse talks about how we have a great high priest, that is Jesus, who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses because he was tested in every way, just as we are, but he did not sin. See, it is because of the name of Jesus Christ that we can pray with confidence. It is because of his name, it is because of who he is, and it is because of his perfection. We are the ones who are imperfect. We can relate to Jonah because of our disobedience, because of our attitude, because of our weaknesses. So we can come boldly in prayer because Jesus, the great high priest, understands. He knows more about our weaknesses and limitations better than we do. Pray with Praying with confidence looks like opening all that we are to him. It doesn't mean us having all the strength. It doesn't mean us coming knowing everything. We can come boldly just knowing that he is there with us. Jesus made a way for us to come into God's presence. Ephesians 3 verse 12, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. See, in the Old Covenant, the worshipper could enter into the first layer of the curtain. He could offer his sacrifice there at the door. But then the priest turned him away. He could never enter the Holy of Holies where the presence of God was. But as we see in Hebrews 4, we have a great high priest. Jesus is our great high priest. By through his perfection, through his righteousness, through the cross, by his blood, we are no longer turned away. Jesus welcomes us. He is our access to God the Father. It's because of Jesus we can come here today, come freely just as we are. It is because of Jesus we can come boldly into God's presence. We can pray with confidence. Do not stop praying. Do not give up on prayer. Keep praying with with boldness, with confidence, knowing that he is with you all, that God sees it all, and he wants to help you through it all. It is because of Jesus Christ that we can pray with confidence. That is why when we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus. We don't approach on our own merit, but we approach on what Jesus has done for us. Christ died for you. He was tempted in every way through his ministry. In the wilderness, the temptation of turning stone into bread. Right before him being crucified, the temptation of turning away from the Father's will. See, even he was right there on the cross and the criminals even saying to him, Jesus, if you are the Christ, why don't you just save yourself? See, Jesus was making a way for us as he hung there on the cross. Jesus is the way. It wasn't the nails that kept Jesus on that cross. It was our sin that kept him there. There had to be a penalty And death was the penalty, and Jesus took that penalty for us. It wasn't the nails. It was our sin that held him there. It was because of the love and the grace that he has for us that held him there. The one who did not sin became sin for you and for me. And because of this, we can pray with confidence. 
we can pray with assurance, knowing that God has got my life because God has saved my life. It's not about what you have done. It's because of what Jesus Christ has done. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. It is by grace that you have been saved. Do we get that today? We get that when we pray with confidence. Don't be afraid. You can pray with everything that is in you. You can pray with all your heart. You can pray with all your soul. You can pray with all your mind. You can pray with all your strength. He wants all of you. He gave his everything for you. He wants all of you. It's about relationship. Our prayer life shouldn't just flow out from the low moments and what we're facing, the difficult times. It should flow out because of our love for him. Do you love him? Pray like you love him. Pray like you love him. Go deeper in with him. Pray with confidence in the name of Jesus Christ because of his perfection and his grace. Jonah, he turned, ended up turning to God from the very depths of darkness when he was in the belly of the great fish. And he says these last few words in his prayer. Jonah 2 verse 9. I with shouts of grateful praise will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. Can you say whatever you're going through this morning, salvation comes from the Lord. If, you know, what, whatever you're going through, however you feel, if you feel like you are closed in on, if there's no way out, you feel trapped, you feel like you're in a big fish, basically, you're in the unknown, you're in darkness, uncertainty and chains, I urge you to approach God in prayer with grateful praise. I urge you to raise a hallelujah, even if you feel you're in the depths of this earth. I urge you to declare where your salvation comes from. Because even when it seems like you are heading into an even darker place, a lonelier place, from being on a storm on the seas with people to be inside of a great big fish by yourself, God may just be saving you and redirecting you back towards his plan and his purpose. God sees you. The grace of God flows over our lives when we don't even see it. Jesus is the way. He is grace. And grace is having something you don't really deserve. We don't really deserve Jesus, but he is our free gift for us because he chose us and he made a way for us. So pray with confidence, with assurance, knowing what he has done for us. God sees it all. You cannot hide from him. Jesus is the way. Let me close this morning with this. Hope is alive, so you can pray with confidence. Hope is alive. Verse 12, the word of God is living and active. Hope is alive. I worked at the range store, and I have, a, I have good mates at the range store in Kidderminster. I meet up with them every now and again. Do you remember that rule in lockdown when you could only meet with six people? You know, you could only meet and uh, go out for a meal, and you could only have a table of six. And um, it was my first time seeing them for my mates for a good few years. And we was meeting there, there was a 
group of six of us, and um, I was driving down to Kidderminster, and I'm thinking, God, we could end up having a conversation tonight about you. <laughs> um, I just felt something, mainly because I don't think they knew that I'm now, I'll be training as a minister. I've gone from working at the range store, from doing sport, to becoming, trying to become a minister. So that could be an interesting conversation. Um, and we got into it, got into um, everything that what I'm doing. I'm saying I work at Derby City Church. And they asked this question, well, what, how are you doing church? You know, like we're in lockdown, like, how are you meeting? Well, I was church online. The thought that was hilarious. Church online. And the more you think about it, it is quite funny. Like, what, what does that even look like? You know, and in their head, it's thinking it's all about the building. I was like, no, no, it's not, it's not about a building. It's about the people. And it's all about relationship with God. And the conversation ended up being a bit humorous to end up going into a bit of a serious conversation. And one of my mates is an atheist. And um, we ended up back and forth having a conversation and um, I just felt to ask him this simple question, have you ever prayed? And he said, yeah. I was like, okay, so why did you pray? I had nothing else left. I had nothing else left. And that, and that really stuck with me. And I was like, well, so you had hope then? I was like, well, yeah. Well, that's why I believe today. I believe that, that there is hope today. And his name is Jesus. Now, he hasn't given his life to Jesus. He's probably still an atheist. And, you know, um, but I'm praying for him. I'm praying for my range, lads. Don't stop praying for your mates. There's people actually, going off on one, there's people in here that have been prayed for for a number of years and recently given their life to the Lord. Don't stop praying for your mates. Um, but that really stuck with me, that conversation of, I had nothing else left. So you had hope. Hope is alive. Hope is alive. And the Bible is filled with the promise of God, which gives us hope for today. All of the promises in the very word are not just for back then, but they're for right now. And they're for what is to come for you. And these promises are yes and amen because of Jesus coming into the world for us. He is our living hope. And we can pray with confidence by carrying the promises of God wherever we go. Be strong and courageous. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. The promises of God still stand over your life. They're not dead. They are alive, and they are for you. And Jesus came and died to be the yes of the promises of God. Hope is alive. See, I began this sermon with a promise. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Ever notice that when you read the promise of God over your life, there is a process before it? That process is for us to move into it. We've got to come and meet the promise by coming through the process. So even though I walk through the darkest valley, not run away from it, not hide from it, but walk through it, I will fear no evil for you are with me. So let us come boldly. Let us pray with confidence. Pray fearlessly. 
and then receive mercy, and then receive grace for when we need it the most. See, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus is our eternal life because hope is alive. The process for this promise is simply to receive the gift of Jesus and believe that he is the Lord of your life. See, when Jonah cried out from the very depths of his life, salvation comes from the Lord, he was spat out onto the land. That doesn't sound very nice, does it? Spat out onto the land. But this is what happens to us when we find Jesus. When we, we get spat out from all our mess, all our brokenness, and we are covered by his grace. Boldly call on his name, Jesus Christ, today. And be set free. Be set free from whatever's weighing you down. Maybe you feel like you're in chains, you're in addictions, you're in failures, you're getting caught up in all of that. That's, what, that's where the enemy wants you. You know, the enemy wants you there. But know what God says about you. As Jesus was hanging on that cross, what's he saying? You are loved. You are called. You are chosen. You are valued. You are mine. No one can take you away from me. I'm yours. God created us to not be on our own. He created us so that we can be with him. And you can receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior this morning by coming to him just as you are. doesn't matter about what you've done, what you're going through. Come to him just as you are with confidence, knowing that he loves you, that he died for you, and that he rose again for you. That's the band to come up. We're going to sing this wonderful song to close, that God is our living hope. Praying church is an unstoppable church. A praying church is a growing church. Keep praying. Do not stop praying. God wants to hear you. He wants to hear your voice. And when we hear from, from God, when he hears from us, he loves that. He absolutely loves hearing from you. Whatever you do, don't stop praying. Pray with confidence. Know that God sees you. Nothing is hidden from God. Nothing in all creation is hidden. He knows it all, so just say it all to him. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. So you can pray with confidence in the name of Jesus Christ because of his perfection, because of his grace. It's because of Jesus that I am confident. Pray with confidence knowing that hope is alive. We have a wonderful hope of eternity with him. And hope is alive today. The promise still stands for you of your life. I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And if you stand with me. Whatever you're feeling right now this morning, we're going to respond with praise by declaring that he is our living hope. Even if you're feeling despair, if you're feeling hurt, you're feeling let down, feeling lost, feeling broken, lift up a shout of praise this morning that he is our living hope. So I say, Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for sending your son Jesus for us so that we can come in relationship with you today. And I pray for Derby City Church. I pray for every single person here this morning. I pray for every single person streaming in online. 
Come and have your way in their life. As they come to you just as they are, with everything that they are carrying, I ask, Lord, come and transform their perspective, come and transform their heart, Come and breathe in this peace, that peace that passes all understanding. Come and breathe in your comfort. Come and breathe in your strength. Come and breathe in your love and your joy. Everything that you are, Lord Jesus, more of you in their life today. And may we see you work in us and through us wherever we go. Thank you for that promise that you are with me, that you never leave me nor forsake me. We give you praise today, for you are good.